guys, welcome to Love Unlocks Live Sessions. Uh, I'm Heinz Winkler and it's great to be with you. Thank you for logging in today, being part of this. Please let me know where you are logging in from and uh, if you have any questions or uh, if you want to make a comment or if you want to, you know, just throw your voice in the mix and what we're going to talk about today, please do so in the comment section. Uh, today is a special edition of Love Unlocks. And uh, I've, I've got a, a guest on today that I have spoken to before. His name is Scott Lee. He's an evangelist from the United States. He, he lives in Zion, Illinois. And uh, we had a great conversation the last time he was on Love Unlocks. And he has been very, very much part of a lot of things that have been happening in the States. Uh, he, was, he witnessed some of the revival events. He hosted one or two himself. Uh, and I wanted to just get, a, get an idea from him and a report back of what's happening there. Uh, because I think that we may be heading into some similar waters here in, in South Africa. And I think we can get some tips. We can get some advice. And then ultimately, I really want to pray for the United States, for what's happening there. Um, but yeah, without any further ado, I want to introduce uh, Scott Lee all the way from Zion, Illinois. Hello, my brother. How are you doing? Hey, Heinz. It's good to be on with you today. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you for getting up so early. It's a lot earlier there than here in South Africa. <laughs> it's still dark. <laughs> <laughs> and you've had some coffee, I guess. Yeah, I have some coffee and I have my lovely wife bringing me some more. And so, Wonderful. yeah, we're, that, that, we're you know, ready to go. That's that is wonderful. Uh, a friend of mine told me once that the the Hebrew word for for helper in the Old Testament is actually military aid. Uh, so they're there to help us in in all things important like coffee. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> anyway, That's great. Um, bro, I I want to get right into it um, today. I think it's we are living in such crazy times. Uh, when I look at what's happening in South Africa, what's happening in, in the USA. Uh, one thing that that, I, that is similar is that it seems to be like there is more division than ever before um, in inside the church, outside the church, in the world. Um, there seems to be so much anger, hatred, which is probably fueled by fear mostly. Uh, there's a lot of uncertainty, uh, and I've been I've been following you, and I've been following someone like Sean Foyt especially, and seeing the. That there is, despite all these difficult things that are happening, there is a movement of God among yeah. His people. Um, yeah. And I, I wanted to just find out from you, uh, what, have, what have you seen? What have you experienced? Yeah. What can you tell us about what's happening in the U.S. right now? So one of the things that I was mentioning was, as a, as a believer, as a, as a Christian leader as well, um, we believe that, you know, I mean, uh, those of you who are out there listening we should believe at least that the church is a lightning rod, is an answer for the world around us. I mean, we see it all through the Old Testament, the prophets, they spoke to the kings. Uh, we see the New Testament, the ministry that Jesus gave us, the ministry of reconciliation and restoration mm. and to call men unto the Lord. And so this is a ministry that God has given to us. And for so long, the church has sat on her heels and not stepped forward. Now that could be talked about in so many different ways, but I'm just going to say it plain and simple the way that an evangelist would, and that is because we don't preach, teach, and live the gospel like we should. Yeah. And so and so those are the those are the things that when we're looking at the condition of America right now, you know, say we vote somebody into uh, into a seat, we put somebody into 
Over there, I think it's parliament. Over here, we call it the Senate. We call it the Congress. We call it the presidency. We vote somebody into that position. Well, we can't vote on personalities. We have to vote on policies. We have to vote on the things that are dear to our hearts, which which we try to align with the word of God, right? Mm, mm. And so we're voting based on those things. And so when the condition of men's heart is is moving backwards instead of forwards, he tends to vote according to his condition where he's at. If sure. we're red hot for the gospel, we're going to vote for morality. We're going to vote for the things that touch the heart of God and, and associate us as believers and Christians. If we're not, if we're lukewarm, that's what our lives is are, is prophesying to the world around us. Yeah, sure. and so and we start and we start manifesting a lukewarm Christianity. What you're seeing right now throughout America is the result of lukewarm preaching, lukewarm living, and lukewarm uh, uh, teaching. And so, but on the flip side, just like the book of Acts, we saw when the believers were lacking in prayer in the, in the book of Acts, what happened? They were, they, were, they were celebrating all the great things that was happening. The churches were growing and all that, that wonderful stuff. But they weren't praying anymore. Mm. And because they weren't praying anymore, persecution came harder on the church. Wow. And they used that persecution in order to stir their hearts back to prayer once again. And so what we're seeing right now, in short or less, is that God is using this time to call America back to who he originally intended for her to be. And that is to be great in his purpose, great in the nations, and to be a defender of the weak and the poor, and to lift his name up. And so that's what we're seeing right now. And we're seeing revival take place in the streets. We're seeing it. When I say in the streets, Heinz, we're seeing literally, it literally, yeah, literally in the <laughs> yeah. streets. Can I, I'm talking on the lot. Yeah. On that note, I, I want to, if you don't mind, I, I I stole one of your videos you you took at one of these events. I just want to show. A few, a f like a few minutes of that, so people yeah. can get an idea of what we're talking about, and then I want you to elaborate on on what's happening. Okay. Yeah. Hey guys, I just want you to see what's happening here. I know I jumped off and my battery was low, but I want you to see what's happening here. Guys, the cops tried to shut everything down, but look at nothing can stop the Jesus movement. When the Lord puts His hand on something, when the Lord says go, nothing. Nothing can stop it. There's no weapon formed against you that will prosper. Nothing. And I want you to see this. So Scott, tell us, where was that? What was happening? Why were you there? What did you, yeah. what did you witness? So that was in Chicago, Illinois, um, about 45 minutes away from my house. Um, that, uh, uh, that was Sean Foyt in Let Us Worship and a good friend of mine, Dr. Charles Karuku, uh, Unity Revival Movement that was birthed out of um, the uh, shooting and in, in, not the shooting, but the killing of George Floyd up in um, Minnesota. Okay. And at ground zero there in Minnesota, there was a man who, uh, Dr. Charles, and uh, he he's from Kenya. He's a, he's an African. Wow. And he, so cool. Yeah. And, and 
he had this little, little fellowship right there in Minnesota, but he's a praying man, mm. a man of God. And when that happened, he said, I'm going to take this gospel to the streets. So he went down there in that torn area where all those riots were being seen around the world in ground zero there in Minnesota. And uh, he started to preach the gospel. He set up a little stage. That stage grew into a bigger stage. He started having massive, uh, massive results. They were baptizing people on the streets. Um, and they did this, I want to say, for 60 days straight. Um, I, I believe it was 60 days straight. And it, it's probably a little bit more. Just want to shoot a little bit less here. And, um, uh, and they were baptizing people like crazy. People were getting saved. Riders were getting saved. Wow. Well, Dr. Charles, then, you know, him, Sean Foyt caught word of what was going on. Um, he went up to Minnesota, and his words were, I've never seen anything like this before in my life on the streets. Wow. And, and, you know, these are things that we've been praying for for years that yeah. God would would spill out into the streets. Yeah. You know, that, that we, you know, we gather together on our Sundays. We, 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 we come together. We worship. But it's at times it's hard to get the comfortability out there to get uncomfortable because nobody wants to get uncomfortable. And so God was using this opportunity, it's stirring the hearts of the Christians, even in that area, to say, wait. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, we are in Isaiah 61 people. The, eyes, the Spirit of the Lord is upon us to bind up the brokenhearted, to set the prisoners free. It's not about the color of our skin. It's about the one race in the Lord. Amen. That he made us clean. And so from there, they went to Portland. They were in Portland for a little bit. Uh, uh, and then um, just so happens that um, many of you might have seen um, in Kenosha, Wisconsin, which is three and a half minutes away from my house, uh, there was a shooting of that Jacob Blake. Um, sure. And that happened right there. And, and riots began to happen right here in our our little community, our communities were on lockdown. Uh, the local Walmart, the stores were all shut down. Um, you, there was curfew that you couldn't come out past eight o'clock at night. Wow! Uh, it was really wild because here we are in little suburbia, you know, cornfields surrounding us, and uh, you're on lockdown. But uh, sorry, just on that note, ha have you ever seen or experienced anything like this in your lifetime? No. This, I mean, this Never. is, this is, this is weird, no. right? Yeah. Okay. It is, <laughs> just, it is the strangest unprecedented, thing. Unprecedented, yeah. Yeah. It is strange on every level because you can't put your finger on it. Mm. You can't, you can't, it's, you can't understand it. Um, you, you know, when we're having conversations and, and at my, my, my glory barn, we, we invite people to come and one of my good friends, Craig Mason, who happens to be a black man, a very successful black man. Um, we've opened up dialogue and conversations with him. And I've filled the room with even my white friends, you know, and we're sitting around and I ask these questions to Craig. Um, just what's um, being uh, growing up as as a black man in America. Sure. And the stories he shared are things that were never, ever, ever on my grid, Heinz. Wow. I Just the, the things he had, had to endure, the names he went through, uh, things that I had never seen, I'd never heard. 
I'd never been a part of it. Um, and, and so I was listening to him and, and talking with him. And, and these are things that, like I said, you can't put your finger on it. You know, um, you're, you're, you want to point blame, you want to do these things, but you can't because it all points back to you as well. You know, it's so okay. Okay. What's, what's going on here? You know, so there's, there's riots in the streets. Who's really at fault for that? Mm. You know, well, let's talk about the church. Let's talk about if we were loving people, if even if our politicians were doing what they're supposed to be doing, if we were, if we were living an authentic gospel, would we have these things? I don't know. And so there's all this stuff going on, but in the, in the heart of it all, there's this cry. There's this cry for more of the Lord. Yeah. There's this cry for authenticity. Mm. There's this cry for real community. There's this cry for, you know what? Let's have the hard conversations that can change our hearts and change our minds yeah. uh, and, and draw us into what is truth and not cover it up anymore. That's so let's good. have these. And so those are the things that are happening right now. And the, that's, the, that's the fringe aspect of the revival that's taking place in the streets. And at the core of it, Jesus is just unraveling everything. <laughs> I mean everything. My wife and I, we were in, in Kenosha, Wisconsin, we came to. Uh, uh, is this okay if I'm if I'm just talking like this? Of course, that's why that's why we're doing this. I wanna I wanna hear. Yeah, please. My wife and I we walked up to the park um, in in Washington Park there in the center of of Kenosha where you know Sean Foyt was as well and Dr. Charles and uh, their family is amazing. They stayed with us for those days here at the house and uh, oh cool and we walked up to that park. Um, during the before the Let Us Worship event that took place, and there was a young lady, uh, a, a young black lady that was sitting on a park bench. And my wife went up to her and began to just touch her back, just rub her back, and begin to share with her just, hey, you know, um, if there's anything we can do for you. Mm-hmm. And this this young twenty year old black girl started shaking like uncontrollably crying her eyes out and now 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 check this out wow she had grew grown up in the church when she was a young girl she had one of her praying grandmas grew up in the church walked away from the lord she was one of the rioters that was out there and when we were out in that park worshiping the lord inviting people to know him Outside the four walls of the church, something shifted inside of her. Yeah. And we're sitting there, trembling, okay? She's trembling. This is kind of like in the Bible where, where, where uh, Jonathan's faith in his armor bearer, as they went up and they, they called down the, the Philistines, and then the, the Philistines came up to him, and there was like this craziness that went on. Yeah. But the craziness that went on was heard. Even in the camps, it was yeah. heard even throughout the land. Wow. And those who were siding with the Philistines in fear came out of caves even to rejoin yeah. Israelites, rejoin yeah. the people of God. And so she was sitting there on this park bench, and Melody starts to tell her about the Lord. And this young girl remembers the stories 
of growing up in church and hearing about the Lord. And all of a sudden she's like, I feel the Holy Ghost. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And Melody's like, yeah, you do. And this girl, after giving her heart to the Lord on that bench, she ran beeline right to the front of that entire crowd and said, I want to be baptized again. Yeah. Yeah. She was a rioter. Mm. Mm. The guy sitting next to me, tattoos all over him. He had he had been a part of gangs and all these kinds. He was out there as one of the rioters. I put my hand on his back. I start praying for him. And he says this. He goes, man, y'all got the Holy Ghost up in here. <laughs> <laughs> Under the, we're under the sun, under the trees. There's the Washington Park right there. There's people all around. There's there's flags flying from BLM. There's rioters. There's LGBTQ all over the place. All this is going on, and people are feeling the Holy Ghost. Love it. Oh, that's what God is doing. Sure. He's wanting to get right up in the mix of all these folks and say, I'm your answer. Yeah. I'm your Call to me, and I will respond. And wow. great and mighty, I'll show you. That's sure. what's going on. That's amazing. I love it. Yeah. Uh, you guys uh, had an event as well, um, if I understand correctly, uh, Awakening. Um, yeah. I, I grabbed some pics from, from that evening and uh, just some amazing moments. Um, yeah. Tell us a bit more about what happened there. Oh, that was beautiful, man. Um, so back in February, it's interesting that, um, at the beginning of this year, the Lord told Melody and I to launch, um, launch a, basically a company and it's called, uh, the Nehemiah project. Okay. And it's about rebuilding cities, rebuilding people. Uh, it's getting businessmen and, uh, next-gen leaders and, and, and leaders that are wanting to make a difference, not just talk about it, but make a difference and start investing in our communities and those kinds of things. The Lord spoke that to me. And so this was back in February. So 02-20-2020 um, <laughs> is when we got our paperwork for all of that, which was incredible. Um, then on March 3rd, we closed... Um, we closed a deal on a piece of property. The piece of property, uh, Heinz, I'll just share this testimony with you. In 2006, it was it was sold for $1.25 million. Yeah. Uh, 2016, it was relisted for $450,000. God gave me a specific number. It, it's 30 acres of prime land. Mm. And uh, I, with the specific number, I ended up getting it for $185,000. <laughs> amazing amazing so when i when we bought the property and melody and i closed on that property on our anniversary march 3rd of this last year oh wow which was incredible. on our anniversary you know we're just living this prophetic life that god has given to us you know and trying to make sense of it because if we believe that we are in him yeah and work through him everything speaks of him yeah and so March 3rd, we close on this, this piece of property and Melody has a dream and it's about the Lord marrying the land. Well, what does that mean, Lord? You know, I mean, what does that look like? So um, she tells me about this. Fast forward to July. 
okay? July of this last year, I wake up in the morning, I said, Melody, I said, we're supposed to put out on the property what would look like a wedding venue, a circle stage in the middle, these nice drapey lights that come out. We invite people to a wedding. And she says, man, that goes along with my dream that I had back in February. I said, awesome. So what do we need to do? Who knows? We're going on to open land. I started calling friends. They came out with their bush hogs. They started mowing down grass and setting, helping us set up field. And we didn't know it. We didn't know what we were going to do. We didn't know that people would come out to the middle of this field, yeah. you know, because it really was that it was in the middle of a field, kind of like field of dreams. If you build it, they will come. Wow. It was one of those moments. And, uh, and the Lord says, Scott, I want to awaken the people in this region. And here is the date. Well, the date he gave me was the first week of September. Hmm. I didn't know that there was going to be a shooting of Jacob Blake. Sure. I didn't know that because our property is on state line of Illinois and Wisconsin, literally on state line. Uh, Kenosha is the other side. Illinois is this side. Kenosha, Wisconsin is the other side. Illinois is on this side. And I, I couldn't have forecasted that. I couldn't have forecasted that President Trump would fly into our little airport that's three minutes away from my house heading south, drive by our house, drive by the land of the awakening, couldn't have forecast that Biden would do the same, couldn't have done all that, couldn't have, couldn't have forecasted that Sean Foyt and the team and those guys would have been here, but God knew that he was wanting to send an awakening. You know, the Bible says, he who has an ear, let him hear. Yeah. Lord is speaking. Yeah. He is speaking loud and clear. Amen. And sometimes I think he speaks the loudest in the midst of the uh, the most turmoil, in the midst of trials and tribulations. Yeah. He speaks loudest. <clears throat> if we won't look at the circumstances, but we'll look to heaven, he'll show us these things. And so we started uh, on the land, the awakening, uh, first week of September. Um, and it was phenomenal, bro. Um, yep. There you go. You can see the pictures. Uh, we started, people were running and jumping in the baptismal. They were getting saved left and right. Um, so good. it was amazing. And here's the thing too, bro. I, I think it's important to, to point out was in July. Um, the Lord spoke to me, um, one of my very good friends, James Logan, who is a, a local pastor, a very influential black pastor. Um, the Lord spoke to me back in July. He says, call my son, James. He's actually said, my boy, call my boy, James, to be a part of it with you. And I called up James Logan and he says, he says, Scott, I would love to do this with you. Well, we had no idea that the racial tension in our area was going to spike. Yeah. And here we are. Wow. Two leaders in the community. Yeah. Doing this awakening together, baptizing white, black, brown. Hispanic people are coming. Awesome. We had people come from Milwaukee, Chicago, and then we moved into the moved off the land into the center of the city into a parking lot that was right there in the center of the town. Cars were driving by. They thought we were having like a gospel concert. And they're coming out there and getting healed. Marriages are getting restored. And this yeah. is the beautiful 
part about what I, I do as well, Heinz, is as an evangelist, all those people who got saved, all those people who were getting baptized, the churches that were participating in the awakening, by the end of the night, we gave, we gave, uh, uh, we sent text messages and emails to all those people who had just gotten saved. And then the next day we sent on the list to the pastors of everybody. And so the pastors in the midst of this COVID thing, yeah, they're not able to get out. They're not able to, the, some of them are dealing with fear and different things. We were able to be an encouragement and say, here's some fresh fruit, some fresh <laughs> salvation, some fresh, send your visitation team. Yeah. And they were just like, wow, this is incredible. So good. So we saw the church come together even stronger. It That's was amazing. amazing. Wow. Yeah. No, bro. I've been I've been watching and I've been listening and I've been, you know, I, I see what's happening in the news and it's so fascinating to to try and figure out what is true. <laughs> I don't know if you have the same battle. Like, what what is really happening? Who's who really said what? That's like on the one hand, and then yeah. on the other hand, I've I'm following people like Sean, like you, that are. They, you can see there's a mandate to really step into this difficult space, this tumultuous time and, and, and just be the hands and feet of Jesus in a, in a fresh, new way. And then yeah. I, at, at the same time, there are people within the Christian community criticizing what you guys are doing. Yeah. So, so the, and then the, you know, there's the Satanists and Antifa and everyone else that, that's hating on the guys who are stepping. So there's like... You're getting flack from the world. You're getting flack from from Christians who are supposedly, you know, your brothers and sisters. How, how are you? How are you? And I'm looking at Sean as well, taking so much flack and and so much strife on him and his family. Yeah. How, how do you deal with that? And how do you keep encouraging people to step into that space that is so unpopular and so yeah. difficult? Well, first and foremost, let me say this. His grace is sufficient. Amen. Um, there's, he doesn't allow us to stand under anything that we can't handle. And so I, I truly believe that these moments that we're living in, um, they're just not moments that come along and then you're, you're all of a sudden expected to, to work in that moment. I believe that our lives have been leading up to these moments and the preparation that's gone into uh, you know, missionary preparation. Sean Foyt was a missionary. Um, you know, Charles Karuku, he's from Kenya. He grew up as a coffee farmer picking coffee beans, uh, which is another thing we have connection with. <laughs> Good coffee, yeah. <laughs> and and so there's there's you know learning learning your entire Christian walk for these moments. Um mm. Is, is, is part of it, is part of it, that God is, it's not that he's just setting the stage and then all of a sudden, boom, he handpicks people. No, these are people that have been walking with him, listening, and they've been prepared for such a time as this. So sure, that's good. That's, that's why we, I believe, uh, and I've had a dream about it as well, that, that uh, Judge Amy is, is an Esther to our, our, our generation. And yeah. Esther... For the unborn, yeah, uh, and uh, and so these she's been prepared for this. I mean, she's she's full of adoption. She's got her seven kids, you know, her couple kids that are adopted, and 
and she's a believer, and she's been prepared for these mo- this moment going into the next season of, of, just, of just American for, history. Sorry, brother. Yeah. Just for those who don't know who she is, maybe just give a quick uh, two sentences on, on, on why that's significant and who she yeah. is. So, so Judge Amy Barrett is... Um, she is the newest uh, Supreme Court judge associate uh, to the United States Supreme Court, um, which is um, a life, uh, not a life sentence, but it's a life appointment where they get appointed by the president to, to step into a role to define the Constitution, to uphold the Constitution, mm. and, to, um, and to uphold the laws to protect the sanctity of life. The life, whatever that looks like, but the sanctity of life. And this is the important thing. Let me just say this is uh, for those who don't know. And the reason the reason uh, not that this is a a Democratic or Republican thing uh, or a personality thing. I mean, there's a lot of things about Donald Trump that I don't like in his personality. But one thing that I have to think about is this, is that, you know, on the other side, the 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 candidate that's going against our president, uh, Joe Biden, he doesn't support the Hyde Amendment. Well, what is the Hyde Amendment? The Hyde Amendment is <clears throat> is uh, the the law that says that the the federal government cannot take federal funds and use them towards abortion. Mm. And so he doesn't support that, and he wants to use federal funds. All of our, and I'm a Christian, a believer. He wants to use our federal, our, our taxpaying money and use it towards abortions. Mm. Well, there's no freedom of religion in that. Yeah. And then, and then his appointment for um, Vice President Kamala Harris, she's voted against the Born Alive Protection Act. So she has, she has come against if a baby is born outside of the womb and still the mother does not want it. That baby could be killed. Sure. How sickening is that? Oof. The fact that that's even an option just kind of blows your mind. The fact that that's an option. So then you have the uh, Kamala Harris. Also, she's voted against a pain-capable abortion act. What does that mean? That means if a baby is is if 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 a baby is is in pain, okay. Outside, you can't give it medicine. You can't. She just just let it die. Just just let it die. Yeah. So that baby would sit there by itself and die. Yeah. So and then the other thing too is the possibility of Joe Biden. He says he wants to pack the courts. Well, there's a reason why we have X amount of Supreme Court justices, and so that there would be either a majority or a minority. But he's wanting to flip that over, and. And basically say to the the entire United States, we're just going to have an overrun of majority. So if he came in, he would appoint a couple more judges. Well, guess what? If he appointed a couple more judges, he would appoint judges that he. And so these things that we're talking about would never change. Yeah. So then we have another thing that's at, at stake. Joe Biden has said that the trans rights, okay, Trans rights are the civil rights of today. Well, hold on a second. Where is my freedom of religion in that? Mm. And he's wanting to push that into every school, every public school. 
that even by the age uh, or the grade of eight, uh, eighth grade, that every child in public schools will make it, they'll make it mandatory to learn about uh, gay and lesbian LGBTQ history. So I'm sorry. I don't want my kids learning that history. Mm. I, it's not, it's not, it's not a real history. <laughs> and so I, I, I look at that and, and, and I'm saying, okay, I don't like a lot of the personality that Donald Trump has. I'll, I'll be honest with you. But the policies he stands for are very, very important to religious freedoms, for, to the right of life, and the justice for all. And so this is, this is what's going on in America. And once again, like I said, Heinz, this is a result of a lukewarm church. Yeah. Because so, we put these people in power. Yeah. That's true. Uh, and and I, we, I mean, that was very important what you said just now. But can we, I just want to get back to, for a moment, the, the challenge to, to stand up for what you believe in. Yeah. Uh, in, in a world where it seems like, you know, you, you'll get shut down, you'll get criticized, you'll get ostracized, whatever the case might be, for just speaking your religious freedom, which yeah. seems to be under attack in a big way. Um, you know, I, I guess there's two two questions I maybe want to ask. Those who are have the same stirring in their hearts to to do something about what they see is happening in their community. How can they, and they want to make a difference. What would your advice be to them? And at the same time, what would you say to, to those people in the Christian community who are criticizing people like you and Sean and saying, you know, but you're not wearing masks and you're spreading the virus by having these moments and, you know, wada, wada, wada. Uh, but they're sitting in their cozy little corners and, and not making a difference uh, in this way. So maybe those, if I can ask you to answer yeah. those two controversial questions. <laughs> yeah. Let me, let, me, let me go to the first one first. Yeah. And let me just remind the people of something that the Apostle Peter spoke over our lives. Okay. okay? It's in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. It says, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. And then he goes on to say this, beloved, I urge you as sojourners, as exiles to abstain. Now listen to that. One of the things that it, 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 when Jesus was speaking, and this is, this is all about what we're talking about here. When Jesus was speaking to his disciples in, in John, John, is, uh, John 8, 30, 31, 32, he says, those of you who are truly my disciples will hold to my teaching. Mm. Then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Amen. And so there's the knowledge of truth that sets us free. But it all comes back to holding to the teachings of Jesus. Yeah. Cherishing those above everything else. So good. When we don't consider our lives our own, the, we, can't, we can't just, just make that happen where we, don't, where we consider our lives not our own. 
No, when we're holding on to the teachings of Jesus, we realize that we're a chosen race. We're a royal priesthood. We are, we are right now, it, it, in a spiritual sense, we are like the people that are journeying, journeying out of Egypt into the promised land. And we're in that in-between time right now, but we can't, re- we can't forget that we are a holy people. We're a priesthood. That requires us to live a certain way Amen. and hold to the teachings of Christ. So this is not just something you can put on. This is something you become. Mm. And that's where I was talking about <clears throat> is that the years or the time before even now was a preparation. Leonard Ravenhill said it the best. He said, this world is but a dressing room for eternity. And right now we are clothing ourselves with we're clothing ourselves with eternity, but we're also, we have clothed ourselves for this moment to rule and reign with Christ and live for Christ right now. Yeah. And so in the midst of this, in the midst of this, the people, now let's talk about this. When I was doing the awakening, one of the reasons why the city asked me to move to a different property was because, friends, I, I, I got death threats. I got, I had uh, entire pages that were on social media about me, this and that, and the other thing, all non-true. Uh, I finally, I finally, to all the spiritualists, to all the Wiccans, to all the Satanists, to all the New Agers, I finally put it out there. I said, listen, I want you all to gather in one area, and I will come and speak to you. Nice. Let's do it this way. Wow. And, and guess what? None of them responded. <laughs> but because there was guys that were, were threatening, there was different ones that said, hey, if you continue on doing this, we're going to come with our shotguns, all that kind of stuff. Listen, I cannot counsel with fear. Yeah. You cannot counsel with fear. Fear will always leave you, lead you away from what is love. Wow. And so never take counsel with your fears. Go on the word of God. And if your life, listen, if your life is three and a half years in the Lord, before he takes you, it will be the most amazing three and a half years. And he will look at you and say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. If it's 50 years in the Lord, it's 50 years in the Lord. As long as you're doing what he asks you to do, he'll say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Mm. Because we have no room for cowardice in Christianity. Sure. We have no room for it. And so in those moments, in these moments of 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 getting out, you, if you're feeling like the Lord is stirring you to get outside and do some things for the, for him, and you're, you're questioning this and that, find somebody who is doing it and go be a part of it until you've got enough faith and you're learning how to do it. Yeah, uh, That's part of going out in twos and threes, like in the Bible, right? Yeah. So those kinds of things are very important Uh now, but I will tell you this, that there is, uh, I, I even I even hate to say it, but there is a separation that's taking place in the church. Just the other day, um, I got uh, a message uh, via, via Instagram um, <clears throat> from a local leader. Now, this is interesting, that the local leader... Um, I knew who it was because he, he mentioned his family accidentally in his in his Instagram. Okay. Uh, but he created a false identity. 
He wouldn't even come on with his own identity. He created a, a new Instagram with a new name and tried to rebuke me for not acting like a Christian because I should be obeying the laws of the land and I should not be out there preaching and I should not be out there teaching and I could be spreading. And he says, why don't you grow up and act like a Christian? And to my response was this, you are creating a false identity to come to me in cowardice, Mm. in cowardice. Why don't you even just talk to me face to face? And so this is the thing. There's there's a lot of Christians and a lot of people that don't realize it, but they're still siding with the world. Yeah. But how do we how how do we treat that question? Because it is a it is a you know it is an understandable question, and I think a lot of people base it on that scripture in Romans where it says that you know we should abide by the government of the day, and I think some people take that way too far. Uh, but h- how, do we, how do we take that and we take the other truth of the Word of God? And there are examples in the Bible of people uh, doing biblical civil disobedience. I mean, that's mm-hmm. how Moses was saved. Uh, right. there, there are other uh, examples of, of where that has happened. Um, h- how do we as Christians navigate this time, where do we say, no, no, no. Okay. So here the government has completely overstepped and we cannot abide by this. I mean, uh, the word, the word says that we're, we're supposed to not neglect the gathering of the saints. So when, when a government is forcing me to not gather with the saints, then, you know, where do I draw that line? What, what does your wisdom tell you and how can you, what would your wisdom be to us as well to, to how to handle those things? Because it, it may be, it is already happening in South Africa. It may be happening to a greater extent. How do we handle that? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. I live in probably the most, one of the most liberal states inside of the United States of America. I'm, I'm in Illinois. Okay. Uh, which Illinois prides itself on being the, the abortion state of the United States. Prides itself uh, on it. Yeah. It, it prides itself. Um, you've got every state around that is is shutting down the abortion clinics and United and, and it's almost as though as they shut them down, Illinois says, let me let me build more and let me put up billboards and try to entice your people to come to us. Uh, and so I live within this state. Chicago is right down the road. Uh, uh, the, the, the liberal mayor of Chicago and the liberals that are a part of it, this, this state, it's, it's crazy and the corruption that goes on with it. So I understand what you're talking about. Um, still to this day, other states surrounding us are opening up uh, and in allowing church services to go on. And in our state, uh, they have a, a 50 or less um, and in most cases, they're not even letting you do that. But uh, we have ways around that, and we have ways of doing that. And yeah. uh, uh, and, and, and the reason I'm not going to share those ways is yeah. because <laughs> I uh, understand. we've had the police show up different times. Um, and fortunately, that uh, several of them are really good friends of mine, sheriffs and different ones. And so, uh, so <clears throat> just well, for those, uh, just who- on that, I also like how Sean has, has said, well, you know, if you let them protest, then let, let's just call this worship protest uh, to gather thousands of people. It's a protest. We're we're protesting in worship. That's I love that. I think that's so powerful. 
Yeah. Sorry, that's Conti what, continue. That's I told, yeah, I told the the village administrator here in the town next to me. I said, "Listen, uh, I said if we don't, if 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 you don't permit me to to move uh, and and have this awakening, I said, you know, we were a part of 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 a, of a movement right there in Kenosha, Wisconsin, that saw a couple thousand people out there in the park." I said, and I'll be honest with you, I have the ability to march these people right down the center of your city and, and shut it down, and we'll just worship in the middle of the highway. Yeah. And he goes, no, 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 Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> so here's the thing, Heinz. I love that, I, though, that you take, yeah. that you're confidently, you know, just stating the facts and making them move. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I love it. I, I, here's the thing. I think people should move according to the measure of faith that they have. Um, and, uh, and if you want to, to see God move in a, in a greater way, I think it's important for you to get around people that are an example of that. Yeah. Uh, and, and so I can't tell a person who has a weaker faith, okay? And I'm going to call it that, uh, a weaker faith where they feel like they have to wear this mask everywhere they go or they're going to get, you know, a disease. And, and it, all this, this, this kind of, I, I can't tell that person um, to be like me. Yeah. Uh, because if they got COVID and, or they got, you know, any kind of sickness, then they Don't would blame, blame you. Yeah. And so uh, I have to live my life according to the measure of faith that he's given me and that is this. I, I remember the story of someone that, that you and I have read about, John G. Lake, yeah. when he was in South Africa, and there was that disease that was spreading throughout South Africa, yeah. and he stuck out his hand and he said, put that disease on my hand, and they put it on and later checked it under a microscope, and it was dead. That is That's powerful. I serve. Amen. The Thank God you. Of the living, not the God of the dead. Yeah. And, and so... Um, uh, and so I'm going to live my life that way, you know, in our meetings. Now, we had the awakening meetings to appease the local authorities. We put up signs, you know, in order to come onto the property, you have to have a mask, but I'm not going to enforce it. And so people would come on the property, they'd have a mask. And then when they, they got into the property, I'm not going to tell them they have to wear a mask to worship. I'm not going to tell them they have to wear a mask to to walk around in the woods, you know, <laughs> or even in the parking lot. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. And so, um, so yeah, so they would take their, a lot of them would take their mask off and put it in their pocket. And then some people would keep it on. And then, you know what, at the end of the service, I'd call people up uh, and say, you know, if you're here tonight and you need a healing, my God is here to heal you. And we'd lay hands on them. And I didn't care if they had a mask on. I didn't care what sickness or disease they had. Jesus said, as you go, preach the kingdom of God is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, cast out devils. All that freely give as you freely receive. This yeah. is that Matthew 10, 7, and 8. Absolutely. That we're walking the authority of God. Amen. And so, but not everybody is going to, uh, it, it's a measure of faith. Now, now, here's the thing. Like I said, we have been living this way, not just all of a sudden because of COVID. Mm. We've been living this way for 20, 20 years, yeah. living the same way. And now that COVID's here, nothing changes. 
Nothing changes. For those who are just now coming into this and are like, I don't know what to do, get a revelation. Yeah. Get an understanding of who he is. So, so that when you walk, there's not question, there's no doubt. You're just understanding and knowing who he is, and you're walking with that, that he goes before you, he's behind you, he's your left, your right. He is that that river of living water inside of you that the Bible says whatever that river touches, it gives life. Amen. That's inside of you. And that lives in you. I mean, your the story you told earlier is an example of that. Your, you and your wife, you know, respectfully touch someone's back and there was there was fire because of who is inside of you that's that's amazing and, and what i'm just moved to say right now is to everyone listening we need to know that as believers we carry that power we carry that authority it is delegated power delegated authority but we have it it is it is the power of jesus that moves inside of us just this morning my wife and i were contacted by a lady that that was freaking out because she f- she started looking into other forms of spirituality and mysticism because she was curious and she was looking for something to change her life. Um, and she started messing around with certain things like, um, you know, carrot cards and um, the, the stars and the star signs and stuff. And, and she started realizing that she's opened herself up to something really bad. Oh, and, yeah. and, 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 th- we we prayed with her, we ministered to her, and, and she's free now. But I I realized that you know she told me I grew up in church. She was even in a in a in a, uh, a youth ministry for a year, as a ministering to youth as an 18, 19 year old. And oh, I wow. and I just realized that I think one of the problems is is what you're referring to is a lukewarm church is a church yeah. where people don't see the the demonstration of the power of God. And mm-hmm. then you go, well, if it's not here, then I'm going to look for it somewhere else. And so yeah. people go into all kinds of different things and they probably they could end up in the, in, in, on the, 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 the extreme side of it into Satanism and, and you know, become yeah. a Wiccan because, you know, there's power. I can see there's power. But I'm just, I'm so, I'm just so shocked that, that we live in a, in a world where, where the, a big part of the, the church just don't operate in this because they think it's weird or they are afraid of it or they just don't believe it exists. And, you yeah. know, there's, there's, there is the weird part of that. And I know that it, there's a dangerous part to it. But I've seen the real power of the Holy Spirit move and you've seen yeah. it. And yeah. I believe that's what every, every one of us, we, there's a part of us that's looking for that because that's we, what we yeah. were created to move in. Um, yeah. So, what I love about this is that it is causing the church to wake up. It is, it, yes. is, it is helping people that have been looking for more to get into that revelation. And I think it's exposing the false lukewarmness of many churches, huh. I, I think. And huh. maybe that's controversial and offensive, but I, I really think that's happening. That's reality. It's yeah. reality. It's, you know, a lot of times what takes place is a lack of experience, you know, it produces a doctrine. Yeah. And, and so you've got, you've got these, these, these guys that, um, because they're not seeing miracles, you know, listen, I have prayed for hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people. And I haven't seen that many miracles, but I've seen thousands of miracles. 
And so I, I, I wish it was every person I've laid hands on, they got healed. Yeah, of But course. it doesn't change the God of the Bible. No. He's the God who heals. Amen. He's the God who wants to save. He's the one who wants to deliver. We're going through something right now in our church, in our fellowship, I'll say, um, <laughs> <clears throat> where since we began the awakening, Heinz, there is not a service that we have where somebody is not getting delivered. Mm. Uh, a new person walks in. This just happened. Just uh, um, I, I recently took a vacation um, to the beach, uh, but right the week before we left, um, a new person came in. I was speaking. Um, nobody, nobody seemed to notice. I mean, I was speaking cause I was watching it, you know, off in the distance. And I feel like God in this hour has given us, I'm looking at the love key right now. I really feel that he has given us a key to unlock people's hearts Amen. and in it, in it's love. And so I was speaking yeah. and all of a sudden this guy, this new guy, he starts looking around and I'm going, okay, here we go. And he gets up and he walks out and he goes outside and he starts walking around a tree really fast. And I'm going, this is interesting. That's new. I wonder how long he's going to do this. Yeah. And so we, we, we continue with the service. We started, you know, uh, I started praying for people at the end. Every, uh, many people left. And so then I called somebody. I said, hey, go get that young guy. Who just came um, and, and bring him, you know, get him, stop walking around the train, bring him inside. So they brought him inside. And I'm not kidding you. He sat down in the name of Jesus. He started screaming. He went down to the floor, growling. Oh, we are seeing this every service now. Now, now look at this. At the height of all these riots, at the height of the protest. At the height of evil, if we are living according to what God wants on his standard, we're living up here. Yeah. We should be seeing more signs, wonders, miracles, and manifestations around our life. Amen. And Thank you for saying that. That's what's going on. Yes. Yes. We should be actually expecting it because of what's happening. That's so powerful. That's right. Um, right. Scott, we, we have a lady here online that says, can you guys pray with me to give my heart to God, please? Um, wow, that's so cool that we we were just talking about that, and her name is Cindy, um, and I think maybe our conversation has has made her realize that she still needs to take that step, um, and maybe there are other people like that as well. And I see we 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 have been chatting for quite a while. <laughs> I can do this all day. I'm loving this. No. Um, so I think what what we should do, Scott, is I would like for you to maybe just give a word to the Christians here in South Africa, based on what you've seen happen, I mean, maybe summarize in a way what you've been saying. And, and just because I think we may, be, we may be experiencing a bit of what you guys have seen in our own context. There's a, there's a lot of strife at the moment, a lot of racial division. Uh, there's a, there seems to be a surge in farm murders. Uh, there seems to be a surge in gang violence. Uh, there's, there's so much happening. Farms are burning down and it's being set alight. Um, and people are fearful and, and worried. And the, I, I, I feel 
and a lot of people will, will differ from me because they feel like, you know, the place we talk about these things is inside our local church. But, yeah. but I've, and, and, and I respect that viewpoint. I think there's a space for that. But I also just feel that at the moment, the church in general is silent on things that matter most to people. And yeah. that there is a lukewarmness and a let's just stick my head in the sand and wait for this to blow over kind of approach. Um, and I, I think we need to step up and do more. When I see those events, you know, there's a part of me that wants to jump up and do the same thing here. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. and, uh, and I'm definitely partly afraid, partly freaked out by the idea, don't know how to do it, where to start even. Um, but I do think that we, you know, it is going to become more and more difficult and challenging to be a Christian that stands up for what they believe in. Um, right. and more and more unpopular. It is already, but it's going to become more and more like that. So yeah. I would love for you to give us a word of encouragement, bro. And and then if for those who are listening that like Cindy, who want to give their lives to Christ, and also maybe for those who are listening that needs needs to, needs deliverance, maybe we can yeah. pray for that. Absolutely. I want to I wanna encourage all of you out there today that have been listening to this conversation. And we've, we've talked about a lot of things, um, a lot of great things. Um, and, you know, when I, when I think about the world um, in which we live in, um, you know, a lot of times you don't want bad things to happen uh, in order to, 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 to see the good. But the truth of the matter is, is that all throughout history is that God turns whatever the devil means for harm, he mm. can turn it for good. Mm. And this is and this is speaking to Cindy. This is speaking to those out there who who maybe have, you know what you said? You know, I have been far away from the Lord. I have walked away from the Lord. Maybe I haven't even known him. Uh, and maybe I've known about him or maybe I've run away from uh, this Christian life because I haven't seen an example. I, I, and I'm telling you right now, if you look to, to man a lot of times, you're going to be disappointed. Yeah. But there's one that is faithful, more faithful than a brother. And he says, if you call to me, he would respond. And he also says that whatever yoke you're under, he says he would take off that yoke of slavery. Mm. He would call you a son or a daughter and he would give you rest. And so I want to encourage you wherever you're at right now to, to, to hear the words of Jesus. I'm just going to read these things uh, real quick. And this is for those who, who have been, you're out there and you're saying, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. You know him as Lord and Savior. Uh, but this is also for the ones who don't know. And so these are the words of Jesus. And I believe that we are right now in a crucial time in history <clears throat> where we actually get to live out and walk out what Jesus intended in his prayer in John 17. And he says this, he says in verse 20, he says, I do not ask, uh, ask for these only, but also for those who will believe in me through their word. Now, now, now listen to this. This is for the Cindy's out there. For those who would believe like you just done today, you're believing in Jesus through the word that we're speaking. Why? Because Jesus is life. Jesus is hope. Jesus is love. 
And when the real testimony, the real life of Jesus is presented, you, it, it, it's, it's what you're doing right now. You're saying, what must I do to be saved? And so believing, to put it to, put, put it to words, you're believing in the word that we're, we're bringing to you because you're sensing something and feeling something by the spirit of God. Now look at this. He says, I do not ask only, uh, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, through the disciples' word, that they may all be one. Just as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. Mm. I want to encourage you guys out there. Now look at verse 22. It says, the glory that you've given me, I have given to them that they may be one as we are one. Now, let me stop there just for a moment. This is for Cindy. This is for the Christians that are out there. That word glory right there that Jesus says that he gave to us, listen to this. In Greek, it is doxa, D-O-X-A. That word means acts and nature and God made manifest. So what he just said is this is that he gave us God himself, his acts, and his nature. What? He gave that to us. Yeah. Now, for the one that's coming into Jesus, is he's giving you himself. For the one who's been in Jesus, he's also giving you his acts and his nature. Mm. And so the world may know not just by word without power, but by word that's coupled and backed up by his acts and nature. Mm. And this is the glory he's given to you, South Africa. Don't just talk about it. Be about it. Sure. And he Amen. says that here, he says, glory that you have given me, I have given them that they may be one as we are one. And that's what's going on right now. Is, is that there's a oneness, there's a unity movement, there's all this pulling together, and it's no longer words out there. Mm. It's the power of God pulling us together in the midst of the trials and the tribulations that we can be one as seen as one and not just be people that are, are, are of word and denying the power thereof, but the word and spirit, Cindy, Listen to me today. This is what he's drawing you into, into his acts, into his nature, into him manifesting because you couldn't do it on your own. Yeah. So he wants to come live his life through you. Amen. So for all of those of you out there in South, South, South Africa, I want you just to pray with me and Cindy and Hines right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I know that I have sinned. I know, Lord God, that I have lived in a sub-glory. And I know, Lord God, that you are calling me up and you are calling me out. And I feel your presence pulling on my heart, tugging on my heart right now. Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, show me who you are. Show me if you need to be saved. Just say, Mm. God, save me. If you need to be healed, say, God, heal me. Mm. If you need to be set free from a, a demonic oppression or depression, say, God, set me free. Yes. 
wherever you're at right now, he will touch you. And so, Father, I give you thanks and I give you praise for the glory of yourself you've given to us. And I pray for South Africa that you would encourage her in this hour. Father, that there would be a oneness of coming together. Lord, it would no longer just be full of glory in the word, Lord God, or the knowledge, but the knowledge and the spirit would would combine, Lord God, and they would be a people of presence and power. Yes. Lord God, let the, the days in which they were founded upon, Lord God, the days in which the early missionaries, even John G. Lake and different ones, Lord God, where they came against, Lord God, demonic forces, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, let those men and women arise again and take back their land. Yes, in Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name. Lord, we pray for a mighty revival of the Spirit of God across South Africa. Lord, and I'm reminded even now, Lord Jesus, that there was a prophetic word that said that there would be a revival from the horn, the south of Africa, Lord God, that would sweep up across the world. In Jesus' mighty name, Lord God. Africa was positioned like a gun in the trigger, the point. It would be shot out, launched out from the tip of South Africa. God, in Jesus' mighty name, we pull on those prophecies. We pull on the words of revival. We pull on the spirit, and we put a demand on the anointing. Move in spirit, in power across South Africa, in Jesus' mighty name. God, we thank you for your glory. We thank you for your acts and your nature, and you made manifest in us, through us, and to those who would encounter us in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Amen. Wow. That's powerful. Welcome to, uh, to the family, those who gave their lives to Jesus. Cindy, um, I saw you even honest about your past there. Uh, thank you for being bold and truthful. Yeah. And just know that nothing that you've done in the past is unforgivable. God washes you clean right now. You are free. Um, Step into the glory that He has called you to be in. You're part of the family. Um, We'll try and follow up with you, but if you have a great life-giving church you can go to, please do so. We encourage you to do that. Um, And anyone else that has prayed that prayer, please send us a mission and say, I'm home. I've come home. Or just Uh give us a thumbs up. It'll be great to to hear from you. Uh, brother, that is so incredible. I I, I want to chat to you some more about this. I think it's exciting what's happening. I think it's it's hectic and, and overwhelming, but it's so exciting. But I, I want to pray with you for the United States and for what's happening right now and for the for the elections that are drawing coming to a close. Um, and uh, and that that God will really put the right people in the right positions for the nation, for His glory, for His will. Um, so let, don't, yeah, we can't let the enemy have his way. We have to right. do everything we can in the spirit to do this. I, I was speaking to people the other day, um, and uh, I just had this very strong sense that God, uh, well, actually, we were, we were praying. Yeah, this is what happened. We were, we, in March t- uh, 2018, I was with a group of people who prayed for rain for the Western Cape that was going through a hectic drought. And we stood at one of the biggest dams here in the Western Cape, the Tierwaterskloof Dam, and we prophesied it full. And about a couple of weeks ago, it overflowed. And, <laughs> and we, and yeah, it was 15%, bro. And now it's over 100%. Oh, my and, goodness. Wow. 
There was uh-huh. a there was a there were a lot of people praying. We had a big prayer event in in Cape Town with Angus Buchan. But I know that we stood on the wall of the of the dam and we prophesied it full. And it was great to stand there, and and we went back to thank God for what He has done. And yes. in that moment, we we had a lot of people sharing great word and encouragement and scripture. And at the end, I just felt God. Sh- sh- uh, the word I got was that we need to know that God is in the business of doing things in partnership with his sons and daughters on this earth. And that, you know, we can, we, you know, I'm sure he moves in many ways, but uh, most of the greatest examples of how he has moved was through someone. Even his yeah. own son was born yeah. through a person. <laughs> and yeah. so I'm, I believe God is waiting for, for sons and daughters to say, here I am, send me. Show me how, show me where, show me when, and for, and for them to be obedient with what he says. Um, yes. And I, I think that's true for here. I think it's true for the United States. And so that's my, that's my heart's desire is, that, is that, that Christians around this world, but let's talk about specifically about our nations, that, that Christians here and in the U.S. Will, will get a new sense of this is who I am. And this is what I've been called for. And, and that they will step out in obedience. Because, I mean, we also don't want a, a bunch of Christians running out and shooting, you know, in the spirit, thinking they're doing a good thing. It has to be out of obedience. It has to be right. out of relationship. Um, so that's, that's my heart's desire. And I just want to pray for you and your nation. And, okay. uh, and, and yeah, I just trust God for something massively miraculous that we can stand back after the elections and say, to God be the glory, there's no way humanly possible that that could have happened. <laughs> and that's, yeah. that's what I'm trusting for. Amen. 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 All right. Thank you, Jesus. God, I am so grateful for my friend Scott, for other people in, in the United States that is standing up boldly for what they believe in. And, and I'm sure there's even so many more that we didn't even know about. I thank you for each and every son and daughter of God that is boldly and confidently spreading your love and your gospel message and the truth of your word wherever they are at. Lord, I pray today for each and every one of them that you will strengthen them, that you will guide them, that you will protect them and their families, and that you will not allow fear to come into their lives. No matter how loud the enemy is shouting, that your word and your truth will always be the loudest thing in their lives. Lord, I pray for the United States of America, that that nation that was founded on biblical values will, will come back to what that was, but, but not just come back, that they will, that they will uh, return to you and return yes. to what you have called them to be. Lord, like every nation, there have been many mistakes and many sins and many brokenness uh, committed. But Lord, we stand together with that nation. And as you say in your word, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, turn from their wicked ways and, 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 and ask for forgiveness, I will hear from heaven. I will forgive them and I will heal their land. Lord, that is my prayer for the U.S. and for South Africa. 
that, that your people will realize what the wicked ways are that we need to turn from, that we will do that, that we will return to a holy people that we are, that we will live in that holiness, that we will live in that perfection that you've called us for through your supernatural strength that you've given us. Lord, no longer will we be a people that say, oh, I'm just human. No, we will be a people that know who we are in Christ, filled with the Holy Ghost. And wherever we go, we know that we shift the atmosphere because of who is in us. Lord, I pray that you will bring a peace upon the United States during this election that is unheard of, that is impossible. I thank you that there will be a peace in, the, in every meeting that is still going up to that last date. I pray for a peace in the, and I, and I pray for a righteous election. I pray for a fair election. And I pray, yes. Lord, that you will put the right person in the right position and positions that, that whatever happens in that thing, in, in, in the election will be the best outcome for you and your kingdom in the United States. Yes. I thank you that you will protect everyone involved. I thank you that there will be no corruption, that they, we come against every plot of the enemy to, 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 um, to, to lie to people and to bring an, uh, an, evic- uh, an election result about that is not from you and that you will, that will stop all those attacks of the enemy. I thank you, Lord, that you will raise up Christian leaders in every position of power yes, that Jesus. is necessary to have, that there will be integrity, honesty, and, and transparency. And, and that you will bring about an election that the world will stand back in awe of and go, this is impossible. This couldn't have happened. Yes. Only God yes. could have made this happen. Lord, I thank you for a revival spark. It's already happened, but that that spark will go even bigger, that more people will, will realize who they are in Christ, what that means. I pray for a, an awakening in your church, Lord. Like Thank that you, has never been seen before. And I, th- I pray the same thing for here in South Africa. Lord, we soon mm. will go into elections as well. We have such Jeez. a great division in our nation right now uh, among racial lines, church lines. And there's so many things that, that is not the way it should be. I call upon every heart of every Christian to turn towards you in fullness, in completeness, and that you will bring about a change in the atmosphere in our nation. Yes. I pray that yes. in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. And amen. 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 Wow. Bro, Thank you for that. Wow. We, we live in amazing times. <laughs> it's all we I know. Do. Lord Jesus. Well, we, we have um, tonight and every night until, um, well, until the election is over, we have intercessory prayer that's going to be going on. Um, so wow. all of you out there, if you, if you think about it, um, we are standing in the gap and uh and then also we'll be praying for you as well um, thank you it, i didn't know it was elections coming up for you and so we'll be praying for that because this is this is a turning point i mean we either turn for the better or we turn for the worse um, and so we are we're believing god that we're going to turn for the better amen um yeah so we really appreciate all of your prayers out there and thank you for joining on that yeah thank you brother Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for your love, your passion, your boldness for Jesus. Uh, we appreciate it. We, we love you for it. Um, I'm inspired and encouraged. And uh, I, I want everyone listening and watching to, to get to that place where they completely surrender their lives to Christ and the, 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 what God has for them. Because that is, that is where we start living that fullness that we have. And, and let's, let's make a decision today together that we will be obedient to what God has called us to be in every moment of every day 
in the sphere wow. of influence that we have. Because when, when the whole body of Christ does that, a nation has to change. Amen. It does. Amen. It does. All right. Thank you so much, guys. I appreciate it. Thank you for all the comments. Um, so many amens and hallelujahs and thank yous and uh, <laughs> agreements. Uh, thank you, guys. You guys are awesome. I really appreciate you. Scott, Melody, your family, we love you guys. We appreciate you. May God bless you, strengthen you, yeah. and, uh, and just provide everything and all the stuff that you need. Uh, may you be blessed to be a blessing. And, uh, and, and yeah, may your town, uh, as you've seen in a prophetic word and as you're trusting God, become a, a city on a hill for the kingdom Come of God. On. In Jesus' name, we pray that for you as well, bro. Love you so Come much. On. Love you too. Just hang on a moment there. I'm just going to say goodbye yeah. to everybody. Guys, thanks for being with us today. Thanks for praying with us. Uh, thank you for for just, you know, engaging in this thing. I think it's so important. This has been burning on my heart for a while. Uh, and I'm, I'm so glad I finally got Scott on the line and that we can talk about these things. I'm going to play out with a little bit of my new song because I think it's it's relevant to our nation and to the Amer to America as well. Uh, you, I'm just going to play the first verse and chorus and then you can watch the rest on YouTube. This is called Our Nation. Here we go. done watching our home slip away corruption and crime and moral decay we will model the truth the life the way we declare and decree that our land is free from fear and from hate and from curses decree we're united in Christ we agree Belongs to God And Jesus is our King Holy Spirit will lead our soul Cause our God is on the throne Thanks so much, everybody. Please go check out the rest of that video on YouTube. Share it with your friends and family. Make sure that everyone sings this everywhere. We want to make this a prophetic declaration over South Africa, over the whatever country you are in. Uh, it was written for that. So please be a part of that. And uh, God bless you guys. Have a wonderful rest of your day. And thank you once again for joining us. Bye-bye.